seven years ago, I was taking a death class called A Year to Live, and it was based off a book with the same name. And there was about 30 of us that spent a year living as if it was our last year, wrapping up things, mending relationships, and preparing for the end. We even had a death day scheduled, and it was September 20th, 2014. Jason and I met two weeks before that date. And we spent my last day together at a friend's wedding in Malibu and died together later that night. The woman who facilitated that death class is coming up next. Was that intriguing? Did that get you guys intrigued? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Welcome to the Cuz I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. I'm your host, Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. Our guest today is Mary Stankavage. And I wonder, do you mind that I call you Death Class Mary? No, go for it. I love it. We have a few Marys. It was funny when we kept talking about you. We have a few Marys in our life. And he just kept getting so confused that I'm like, it's death class, Mary. (laughs) But she would just say, kept saying, Mary, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who? Yeah, I have a lot of labels also. (laughs) Most which can't be discussed today. Off air. Uh, Mary is a Dharma teacher, a New Yorker in L.A., archaeologist, baseball nerd, music lover, book devourer, Aries, cat mom, burner wife, committed to living with an undefended heart and ending injustice wherever and whenever she can. It is Mary Stancavage. Welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it's good to see you both, or it's good to be with you. Um, I know. And I love my yeah. new name. I'm tickled. <laughs> I'm going to use it. You need a t-shirt Whole or something. You. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Death Class Mary. But we'll definitely yeah. get more into the Death Class as we go. But um, you do so many things. When I was reading your bio, just reading stuff, like this is, this is, of course, why we have you on. Just first of all, because we both love you so much. Uh, But reading your bio, you uh, lived in Israel. You worked as an archaeologist in Syria. You spent decades in a Fortune 100 company. What in the what is happening here? Take us through. Yeah, I was going to say how you became uh, a Buddhist Dharma teacher and what this is quite this is quite a trail you leave behind. I think half my life or more than half my life has been lived by accident. And so that's how I've kind of ended up. I mean, I mentioned as a New Yorker and I, when I was 18, my brother lived in California. He said, you want to move to California? And I said, sure. And he sent me a plane ticket. And when I was in school at uh, San Jose State, I applied to study overseas in England. And they called me one morning and woke me up and said, you know, everybody wants to go to England. Would you like to go to Israel since you want to be an archaeologist? And I said, sure. And and that's how I ended up in the Middle East. And, you know, that's kind of how my life has progressed a lot. I got invited. I was, you know, sitting with a meditation teacher who said, hey, you want to become a teacher? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
So you're easy, that's, is this that you're all. easily influenced or yeah. just open I just to anything? Can't make, I just can't make a decision. And if someone makes it for me, I'm really happy to go with that. Sure. Yeah. I actually easy. understand that for sure. She's like, hey, what? even something as simple as, what do you want for dinner? You want this? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> Like, don't take no. me anywhere that has too many things on the menu. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's my number one problem is you can't decide what's on the menu. Absolutely. So what would you yeah. say if someone said, okay, uh, are you living your dharma and what is that specifically? Well, am I living my dharma? Um, the dar- I, You know what? The dharma for me, I, the way to... Uh, uh, explain it there was a tv show years ago called dharma and greg i never watched it i just oh, yeah. remember the name of it and yeah, i'm like sure. what does that even mean and um but now i know dharma is two things in the buddhist context it means a the teachings of the buddha the dharma and b the way it is so for me living my dharma means being fully present as much as I can, I can't be present 100% of the time. I still talk to people in my head who aren't there. But I try and be as present and really pay attention to what is going on. So I don't always say, sure, because sometimes I said, sure. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, oh, man, what have I done? And I'm trapped. <laughs> um, so now I yeah. have a little bit more wisdom. And I have uh, a comfort in my own skin, a sense of ease. Doesn't mean everything's lovely and flowers all the time. And it also means I can handle the really difficult things in my life, which I used to run away from. I think, you know, it's just like, I can't decide, I can't deal, you know, help me, fix me, tell me what to believe. And now I I actually feel a lot more comfortable and solid in, um, in the world I'm in. So that that's what that means. I love one of your tattoos, right? It's um right now it's like this. Yep. Isn't that one right of your now tattoos? It's like this. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's right now it's like this, right here, so I can see it on my forearm. Um that means it's like, okay, pause, you know? Right now it's like this. Everything's exploding. It's like it's okay. It's like this. Just deal. It's you know, it's all right. Just be with what is instead of getting lost in my head about shoulda, coulda, woulda. It's really helpful. How have you been? Yeah. yeah I was going to say, how has that helped you through the last, you know, it's been kind of a crazy, I know you fight for injustice and all that, but for the last, you know, so many years, the political climate and all that, how has that helped you get through all that? Well, actually, my practice is uh, the Dharma practice, meditation practice, you know, really, really dropping into these teachings has supported me a lot in this because you see the way it is. You're able to, you know, for me, like you mentioned the injustice, the political stuff that's going on, the systemic oppression that's everywhere in so many arenas and to say, okay, this is the way it is. And what can I do today? What am, what's my skill set? What can I bring? I used to think I had to do everything and be the best at it. So I did nothing because I was doomed to failure. So you get overwhelmed. Bother. Right, right. Totally yeah, right, right. And so today it's just wow. recognition is like, what can I do with what the time I have, where I am, so on, and, and let go of the outcomes. You know, um, oh. I heard it again yesterday yeah. from a teacher. You know, what's all of the outcome? It's not my responsibility. I'm not going to fix world hunger. 
John Lewis, um, right. you know, the civil rights leader and the congressman who just passed away last year, he said, this is a, this is a fight of generations. It's not just one president, presidential election. This stuff's going to keep going after I'm dead. And uh, so let me do what I can right now. That's really a beautiful right. thing. I'm in a transformational group and um, led by, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, Jim Fortin, but um, a lot of people talk about even just personally ending decades, you know, generations, you know, like with them, they can change the generations ahead of them just by changing their way of thinking and being. And that's really, I mean, you know, that that's like a huge picture, but really it's by doing something each day. And I find for myself, even just in a smaller, like day-to-day mental wellness is like the other day I got kind of overwhelmed with my whole, you know, I always have these lists of all these things I want to get done. And even like Jason says to me, like, what is, okay, hold it, hold it. <laughs> what is one thing you can do today to advance your idea and not, you know, you can't do everything, but also <laughs> if you end up looking at that list, I, I find myself paralyzed and I don't get anything done. So I think that's a huge life lesson, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody mentioned to me years ago, she said, overwhelm is all in your head. And it is because it's not right now. It's later and tomorrow and next week and next month. And I'm trying to deal with the rest of my life right now. And it's impossible. So exactly. Okay. Right now it's like this. What's happening right now? Oh, I actually don't have to do anything. I can sit down and have a cup of tea. What? You know? And um, Oh my God. No way. <laughs> Pet my cat. Ah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And whatever I was going to say is gone. So, <laughs> but yeah, just be present. Just be really present. I was just about to say, yeah, right. The present is the present and the future is the future. You know, be be present and the future will, you know, will come because it's not yet. So just do now and, you know, progress towards the, <laughs> what is next. Absolutely. What's right in front of my yeah. face? What's what's yeah. the next thing I have to do? All right. And I used to make lists of lists, lists I had to make. <laughs> do you ever make lists and then never look at them? I do a lot of that. I make these lists and then I'm like, oh, right. I have to keep even looking at the list to even see. <laughs> yeah, what I find that when I look at them, I get more things done. <laughs> really oh, wait. Funny. If I actually make a list of like one <laughs> thing I need to do each day, then that one thing would get done every day. Yeah. It's so simple. Sometimes, don't you think life can... We make life so much harder than it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I know what other thing I was going to say, but because I get caught up in my, my, the habits of mind, the way I think of, you know, the, my really small view, I think I talk about having a pea brain. My brain is the size of a pea and that's my whole focus where, where there's this entire universe outside of that pea, but I'm just focused on, it should be like this and it's supposed to be, and I'm supposed to be, and you're supposed to, la, la, la. And it never matches. And that's what's so frustrating, too. You're pushing against this impossible goal or idea. And instead of like, you know, let go of what I think it's supposed to be like, shoulds and coulds and those types of things. And and then exactly come back. What's actually what's really happening? What is my experience? Because yeah. I think, I oh, I hate that. And I'm like, well, do I actually hate that or do I just think I hate that? Hmm. Right. It's really ex it, it's amazing when you stop and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> 
That is very true. <laughs> How simple and weird to stop for a second and observe. When you catch yourself in your <laughs> I own know. stories sure. or things that you... Yeah, right. It's funny. I started noticing a lot of, you know, so I'm always kind of studying the way I talk to myself. But when you hear other people like talking about these vaccines that are out there, and someone got a Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and they're like, "Well, I just assume that I'm gonna if something bad's gonna happen, it's gonna happen to me with that." And I'm like, "Oh my god, that is such the worst like thing to tell yeah. yourself." All you know, like just so imagine <laughs> how many times you're saying that about a lot of other things. Yeah, that's just with this vaccine that just came out. You know, where okay, what else are you saying that in your life? <laughs> how many other Setting areas are you up are for you failure? <laughs> yeah, right. That you're not even paying attention to. It's just that soundtrack in your head, these assumptions that just go on all the time. And then when right. you actually slow down, or years ago, I actually shared my thoughts with my husband, and he just put his head in his hands and went, <laughs> like, because the inside of my head is supposed to just scared him. So, <laughs> and he stayed with you. I said, and he's still here. And we're yeah. still together because he's very patient. And I have changed. I have to say, I, I put in the work and I, I don't I don't think that the thought may come and the thought still comes, but I don't give it any, tra it doesn't get any traction anymore. I just get to watch it go by yeah. and go, look at that crazy stuff still going on. <laughs> You're like, hello, bye bye. Exactly. And sometimes it lands and yeah, hi, crazy. And then just like, okay, have a nice day. Yeah. So we don't I have know, to get rid of the crazy. We can let them just yeah. drive, do a drive by. Exactly. It doesn't. You don't give it any place to land. <laughs> you don't. You don't set yeah, up exactly. the, in the guest room. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> no vacancy here. Exactly. So now, what is your oh, schedule man. now? You do a daily meditation. Uh, that's you now do, online, my, right? Yeah. Online, once the pandemic hit, I was teaching two in-person classes a week, and then um, everything, of course, shut down. And March 18th of last year, I started a morning meditation, I, as much for me as for anyone else. I thought it would be really helpful. And we've been doing it every day since last March uh, 18th. That was a Wednesday, so we celebrate our anniversary every Wednesday. So this week will be our 57th week oh, wow. in a row of doing wow. a little half hour sit. And we have a, a beautiful community. I mean, there are people who come and go throughout the year. Some people are there, you know, every day for like four months and then they disappear. But we have a really solid little group that, uh, you know, 20, 30 people that just come in the morning and we sit for half an hour. And then I always invite folks to offer um, anything they have, any joy or gratitude they have in their life that they want to share That's great. so that we can all celebrate with that them. Is. And it's, it's really powerful. And then people share, you know, difficulties too. It's not like a lot of sharing, but just a few words. And it's a, a really supportive community. And I am so grateful for it. It's really been a ground for me this last year. You know, we've all been through the ringer, some more than others, but it's uh, it's quite grounding and I'm so grateful. That's beautiful. I mean, it's really yeah. nice to hear yeah, stories absolutely. too, how, how the pandemic in some ways shifted people in a very positive way. I mean, now, you know, it's like now moving forward, this is like something, you know, maybe you had thought, not really thought about it, you know, doing an online thing as opposed to in person. Do you still absolutely. now, are you getting back to doing in person or no? 
Um, I'm reflecting on, I'm thinking about doing, going back to one of my classes, my Saturday class that I've been doing forever. I, I, I'm thinking about that. Not sure when, maybe if it does happen, it probably will be in the summer, but I'm also want to continue being online because there are people who come to that Saturday group. There's a woman from Costa Rica who comes, another woman from Northern California and another woman from uh, Washington, no, Oregon who come fairly regularly yeah. to that Saturday group. So I want to do in person yet also keep the online going for that. Yeah. And that's absolutely possible with our technology. Yeah. You can reach the whole yeah, world. That's no pretty kidding. wild. I was, I was just about to say you could reach the planet. That's, that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We've had people wow. from all over the world come to the groups. It's, it's, it's so, you know, like, like you said, there's such a, such a awful, time this last year, but there's also been the blossoming of opportunity sure. that with the pea brain, you wouldn't even have thought of. Right. But now you can move into these other realms. It's great. Yeah. And it's that spring awesome. and everything is blossoming. Everything is blossoming. <laughs> we are all blossoming. flowers. We are all flowers. So let's get, uh, people are always intrigued by this death class. If you had to explain the death class pretty quickly, because you're still running it, um, how many have you now facilitated? This is uh, nine. This this one I'm going to be doing uh, is my tenth. Oh, so you went past nine, nine lives. <laughs> I went past nine lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So if you were to explain, I'm it. not. I personally am not dying each yes, time. Right. I course. did it. I did it myself. <laughs> I did the practice back in uh, 14 years ago. So. I am 14 years old in that life. So I, I did it and it was transformational for me. And um, it's, it's, did you ask me how would I would describe it? Yeah. It's um, really, it's, a, it's about facing our mortality, which we may intellectually understand. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to die. Kind of, I got it. But maybe, you know, down the road a bit when in reality, we don't have a clue. Yeah. You know? sure. And um if the idea is, if you know, if I am going to die, if even I, I if yeah, yeah, no, Mary, you, you are, are going to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to die. You have it in your name, death, Mary. So you are going to die. So, but even I say if, and I'm I'm steeped in this. Um, do I want to be a person who just says sure instead of actually doing what I want to do? Do I have regrets that I that maybe I can make amends with? Do I want to say thank you to people um, that that had an impact on my life? And the the lovely thing about this practice is, even if those folks have died themselves, there's meditation practices where we can we can we can connect and offer forgiveness and um, gratitude and things. Ask forgiveness. It's it's a really powerful practice. It really is. Really, yeah shifting your perspective on how you move through the world. I mean, I always tell yeah. people the reason I had joined A Year to Live so now seven years ago was because I was so angry about being single and I really wanted to release that anger. And I will say it was still holding on pretty strong, maybe 10 months into it. <laughs> but it really, I mean, I always say I need to write a screenplay or something because you know, there I, I was releasing it, releasing it. I even then 
Uh, we had a death day that we're given and you're supposed to plan out, you know, like your best death day. And for me, uh, I, I ended up having to go to a wedding, which I thought was really like insane because I hated <laughs> weddings and I've cried at weddings because I was single. And it was like, but then in the end, I was like, well, of course, this is perfect that I go to a wedding on my death day. But then literally uh, two weeks before it, I meet Jason and but I would, you know, it's just I I just feel like everything, of course, was for a reason. Even when I met him, I was like, he was way younger than me. And I was like, whatever, you know, this is whatever. Yeah. And then it was like, you want to come to this wedding with me? And it's just kind of wild that he went to the wedding with me and we died together. And it was very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so, two weeks in our relationship. You're like, you want to die with me? I'm like, okay. I know this is going to sound <laughs> weird. Do you want to die with me by any I know, chance? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you mentioned that you were reborn the next day. I mean, that's a really important part of this. It's not some kind of weird cult. Yeah, you you die you die to then be reborn. Yes, exactly. You're not dead, the and then that's day. it. That's all, folks. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, you, I the old like you dies, it. perhaps. The old you dies and <laughs> yeah. you're reborn. Into the old, yeah, the old I, you's. Yeah. Describe right. it as spending a, the, a year creating the life you want to live. So you yeah. do have this date. Because if we didn't have a date, we don't have a date. We don't know when we're going to die. So we procrastinate. Right, we, right. We kick all this stuff down the road. But sure. if having a date, even if it's a made-up date, it actually shifts how you how you move through the world, how you view yeah. things. And it, it really right. brings about, I didn't have a ton of, um, of like it brings about for a lot of people in the group. Like if you have people you're not speaking to, or like you said, it could be someone who is no longer with us and you still have this anger about it. And people really were like, you know, writing letters to them and, and really releasing so much stuff. And, and even it's really important to come put together sort of like a living will and a directive. I mean, that is something huge. You know, so, some people die and people don't know what even to do. My friend lost her mom and like it was such chaos. She started a company where like she goes in and helps you like prepare your death, like helps you with a will and all that kind of stuff. And you might, you know, some people are freaked out by all that. But really, when you do that, it's a gift to the people you're leaving behind that there's no no question. They don't have to decide what to do. Yeah. Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. My sister-in-law is um, she's like 82. She's still sharp as a whip, but she's 82. And um, I'm the executor of her will. And she has something she calls a kick the bucket binder. Oh and it's gosh. a binder. <laughs> I love that. It's a little oh my binder. That is amazing. Yeah. And, and I, she lives up north, and I last time I visited her, she had me look at it. It's got everything in it. It's got insurance policies, phone numbers. I mean, everything you could possibly need. And I'm like, this is beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Talk about making it easy and everything in order. Holy yeah, Absolutely. Because <laughs> some people are and really And then you have people like my now. husband. Do people like my husband who goes, what do I care? I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a little aspect of that. Like, I don't have to worry about this crap. I'm dead. It's your problem. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> but, it's, but that's not kind. But you, you know, uh, yeah. know that, Julie. It's not, it, it, that's not kind to the folks who <laughs> are actually dealing with the grief of your death and then yeah. have to deal yeah. with your crap. 
with everything else that was attached to you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. did you get Which him is to a put lot anything sometimes. together or he's refusing? Yeah. Your husband? No, I mean, it's just, well, I talk about his, the, all of his, he's an inventor and a oh, techie wow. guy. So there's like a garage and a workshop and three little storage things in the back. And I'm like, uh, 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 what are you going to do with this stuff? And then he's like, I don't care. I'm like, I don't care. I'm dead. Thank you. <laughs> so you have another death class starting, but you just said that it's uh, sold out. You only let yes. so many people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want, I mean, because it's Zoom, um, you can have a bazillion people, but that's not, I don't think that's conducive. So I kind of yeah. stopped it at like uh, 35. And so, but it's full. Yeah, I'm oh, really, cool. really tickled. That's yeah, awesome. that's that's really good. Is that what's your max usually before this? Before in person, the, maybe in person, the yeah. max. The the we never had a top stop, but uh, the highest we had was I think around forty. And then oh, okay. there's always an attrition. There's always an attrition. I'm. I think it's like up to fifty percent of the folks drop out. Either A, they realize it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. B, it's too hard um, yeah, because it is. Mm. It's not a lot of like doing, but it's um, it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of investigating. You have to be really wi- be willing to take a deep dive yeah. into your life. I started therapy during my year. I had never been to therapy and it finally got to the point of like, oh, I need to do something about this stuff I've been running from all my life. Oh, so, wow. And right. then I and then wow. some people a lot like of this. looking and like confronting it sounds like absolutely, but with kindness and compassion, yeah. not in a harsh way. It's not nobody sure. holds anybody's feet to the fire. No, no, right, right. Yeah, what are you doing? Do what makes sense for you as you move through this. There's some crying. I also right. like visiting yeah. um, some cemeteries. I'm a, I'm a cemetery yeah. fan. That was nice. That's right. You <laughs> went to Europe and went to all kinds of cemeteries, didn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, you went to Italy, right? It was beautiful. Yeah, Milan had like the most the beautiful statues. It was really nice. Yeah, that was. I guess that was in my death year. Yep, went to Milan <laughs> as well. Was, Boy, yeah. My death yeah, year. Was. My death year could... really was a nice year. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, yeah, your death year was amazing. Are you kidding? Holy <laughs> crap! That's funny. Yeah, we were so yeah, yeah. we were supposed to go to Italy um, last year. That didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't, yeah, it didn't work out. So uh, let's get into some music. Aren't you like a punk rocker in your youth? I like, I like, I'm, you know, well, I'm a little older than that. I do like punk rock. I, you know, I fell in love with Paul McCartney when I was eight years old. Um, oh, wow. You know, and I, because that's when the Beatles showed up. And David Gilmore is my personal god. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Nice. And I do, uh, I do like punk rock social distortion mike ness is my poet so i've got oh, kind nice. of a, a, a bit of a breath yeah music. music and also um you must be loving the dodgers man these i didn't watch the last couple games but the two the one that went I into extra innings <laughs> okay. i am not a dodger you're not fan. a dodgers I'm fan so i thought sorry. you were who who do you no. love Lord, no. Um, I am from New York. I am oh, a Yankee fan. Yankees. Oh, at least you said the Mets Yankees. Hilarious. I was afraid you were going to say the Mets. I don't know Mets. why I'm I a, thought. No, and, oh, thank God no, not the Mets. I, no, no I'm, a, I'm a Yankee fan. And uh, and 
and kind of by default an American League fan. So my team in in LA is the Angels. Oh, I see. But, um, oh, I see how that. I goes. go to Dodger okay. games because it's ten minutes from my house, and I root against them. <laughs> Oh, it feels very uh, undharma-like. It, uh, <laughs> it feels what? Undharma-like. Oh my god! I feel like you're I, bringing I, some bad energy to Dodger Stadium, Mary. I don't think my energy is going to have any impact on the energy of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so funny. I mean, I, I will say. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you go. No, I was going to say, ahead. I've seen you at a lot of Dodger games, and that's hilarious that I thought you were a huge Dodger fan. I was so <laughs> I have wrong. A friend, I have a friend who has season tickets, and she'll take me with her. And I don't, I just, I just smile politely um, and root <laughs> against them inside. Because I'm not going to be rude that to somebody very, who's bringing me to very a game. funny. Yeah, right. You're like, you go, okay, no. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's the Yankees, no, that, the I Yankees, mean, that, then I root out loud. Sure, yeah, and I, and I I get that. I mean, there's even you know we just played. I say we because the Dodgers, but uh, we just played the Padres right. in San Diego, and I feel like I heard an extremely loud amount of Dodger fans there, like so crazy yep. that I think nowadays it's not just like oh my god we hear the loudness from the home team. No way. Now it's so universal. I just feel like there's so many teams or, you know, fans of different teams, not the home team that are at these games these days. How are the Angels doing? We don't even pay attention. Yeah, we don't pay attention. Well, for the Angels, the Yankees are like the worst team in the American League. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I lived in New York when they were the greatest team in the world when they were the best yeah. yeah i mean but they've they've always been a good team they're one of the best franchise teams in history i yeah. think literally they have their ups you know? and downs when i was like when i was going to games when i was like younger and i was living there in high school and before high school and they were terrible then that's when the mets won the world series in 69 they were the darlings and there would be like nobody oh, at right. stadium and so i'm like mm. <laughs> It's like a thousand of us. <laughs> right, right. We're here for you guys. Yeah, that's way better. All right, this yeah. is. Uh, I think. I think we're at the part of the program where uh, it's five o'clock somewhere, and we ask you five quick questions. Oh and yay! Basically, we say, "Are you up for this, Mary? Death class, Mary? Hell yeah!" <laughs> All right. Who? Mary? Who? Death, Mary. Yeah. All right, I'm going to start with, uh, okay, so we talked about during A Year to Live, we had to plan our death day and what we would want to do on our very last day. And I'm just curious what your ultimate last day is. My ultimate last day. Um, I think right now, just laying around, petting my cats, hanging with my husband. Um, Maybe because I'm so busy, doing nothing sounds really good. <laughs> Being at most present as you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Question number two. All right, question number two. What's a guilty pleasure musical artist you love? So like non-punk, non- non Neil Diamond. Love. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. No way. <laughs> You are officially stumping me again. That is not something I would have guessed. (laughs) Okay, uh, question number three. 
You get to live in one spot for the rest of your life. Where would that be? <sighs> New York City. No, no, I lied. London. London. I take it back. <laughs> London. I, I lied. Why I does lied. London See, win I over New York? <laughs> hmm? Well, I've does... lived in New York. I want to live in London. Okay. All right, question number four. I mean, I think that's a good answer. That's fine. Um, Thank you. What's the, uh, what's the last thing that made you laugh? Besides, besides this, Yeah, besides this amazing podcast. Besides, obviously, us, because we're hilarious. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Lots of things. My husband, he cracks me up all the time. Um, nice. I can't point to anything specific, but he just, he's just, he just cracks me up all the time. How long have you guys been together? 174 years. We've been together 35 years. (laughs) That's amazing. That's beautiful. I do want to ask a side note. What do you think is the one thing that uh, keeps a marriage together? Compromise Mm. and admitting, yeah, admitting my part in things. Like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I'm a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And you can get jerk sometimes too. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, Question number five. Okay, you're sent to Mars, and there's all these people living there. And they're like, hey, Mary, we need you. You got five minutes. We want you to teach them one thing about life. Don't take yourself so seriously. That's not, you don't want me to talk for five minutes, right? (laughs) Oh, no. Wouldn't that be great? You go up, you're you're at Mars. Don't take yourself so seriously. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) bye-bye. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. You could go into about that for five minutes, but yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can find the blather on. And now let me tell you why. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Death Class Mary, Mary Stankavage. They can go to your website, marystankavage.com. We should probably spell that out for people. Uh, Stankavage. Yeah, S T A N C A V A G E. Dot org. Oh, dot org. I think I put dot Oh, dot org. Whoops. Dot org. Working in the house. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on the program. Good luck with the next death class. I mean, was my death class the best death class you've ever had? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, bar none. Yeah, yeah. You guys <laughs> died better than anyone I've ever seen die. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been uh, fun having you on. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to the I know. Thanks, thanks so for much. the invitation. What a treat. Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guests after they leave the room. Let's talk about them. It's behind their back. Is this the part where we should mention that I had no idea she wasn't a Dodger fan? I mean, what in the what? And she goes to Dodger games and and thinks evil thoughts? You're like, oh, you're a big Dodger fan. She's like, what? No way. And you're like, huh? I'm like, well, I see you at Dodger games all the time. She's at Dodger games spreading evil. I know. She wears the Dodger cap. She's got the Dodger jersey. She even has the Dodger socks. She think, doesn't. I don't know, I don't know that know. she owns any of those. Things, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she does go to a lot of games. <laughs> that is so funny. I thought we were going to bond with her. Talk about I JT. Know. Yeah, CT3. Mookenheimers, man. You know what's wild is I love journeys in life because I literally was walking down the street in New York. Gosh, this has to be like 16, 18, maybe 16 years ago. 
And I bumped into a friend and she was with this guy, Noah, who wrote this book called Dharma Punks. His dad wrote A Year to Live. But anyway, Noah had this group called Against the Stream, a meditation place. So when I moved to L.A., I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here. And that led me to meeting Mary during the Year to Live class, which led me to meeting you. And then now I'm in this transformational program with Jim Fortin, but it's wild because everything she talked about is the things that he talks about. You know, it's all being present, uh, releasing outcomes, but also seeing, you know, like Mary is so, you know, she's a Buddhist teacher and she's so zenned out, but yet it's not that you erase those thoughts, is that you become aware of them and go, oh, hello, crazy. Yep. Not coming to dinner tonight. See you later. See you next time. (laughs) So that's like a big, it's kind of wild. I don't know. It's pretty wild how life works out. And and it just shows me that I'm on the right track. That's right. You feel that, right? So that's good. Some people don't feel or see or aware of that, right? Which is kind of how it is until you become aware and you see and you feel those things. You got to take the step to do that. That's right. I mean, all this stuff takes a lot of work. In your personal, you know, you have to, you can't gloss over a lot of it. It's even like, you know, I've, I've gone to therapy a lot over the years, um, in the past that you got to show up and you got to dig into certain things. And then when you really get into some of, whether it's Buddhist teachings or transformational coaching, it's all making you, it's all making you a better person. And basically I would say it's all making you more aware. Yeah, of course. Yeah, awareness is insanely key, right? And, you know, sometimes, like, you know, it's not like I'm never, like, bitchy to you ever. (laughs) But if I ever were to be, (laughs) um, I can now sit back and be like, gosh, why did I just lash out at him? Oh, maybe it was because of this and that and not what we're actually talking about. So that's what all this stuff helps you to um, be a better person, be a better person to be around, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's so many things out there that can help you do that, get to that point, uh, guide you to that whatever. Um, and you've mentioned just a couple out of many things yeah. that, that can actually do that and can put you in that place permanently, right, for yeah. the better. I don't know. Yeah, it, there's so many wild things out there like that, which I really enjoy. And I, I dig stuff like that that's just far out and brings a different attention and awareness to your life. I also wanted to bring up this past weekend was Jason's mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Cassie, again. Happy birthday, Even mommy. she never listens to the podcast. <laughs> one day she will, and she'll hear this. And she'll one go, family member, one of your family member members. Hold on. <clears throat> <laughs> one of your family members. <laughs> oh, by the way, we got a lot of... We got the most oh positive God. feedback from uh, last week's episode with you yeah. clearing your throat and burping <laughs> during the entire interview. <laughs> should, I, should I play the clip again? Here's my montage. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. There it is. 
That's <laughs> literally we got more than more than two. Uh, we got a bunch of texts from people saying they literally were crying, laughing like so hard because of that. But I wanted to point yeah. out that your cousin, Isaac, who I had never met and you hadn't seen in like 15 years. He's like, oh, my yeah. God, guys, I listen to your podcast all the time. But it was a really, really sweet. I'm sure he'd be OK with me announcing this on a podcast. He yeah. said that our podcast, like we inspire him, that he's yeah. gone through recovery. And at one point during his darkest days, he would look at like people living their dharma, being successful. And he felt that it was nothing near him, like near what it, he didn't feel he could do that or be that. Yeah, exactly. He could get to that point or whatever. Yeah. But he said, listening to the podcast, he totally relates to you, Jason, and, and is like, oh, wow, I am like him and like them, and I'm closer to my dreams. And I, it was really a sweet, I wish I could even put words to it better, but it was a really sweet yeah. conversation that he really loves the podcast, and it, and it's, it means something to him. So thank yeah, you, absolutely. Isaac, for tuning in. Thanks, cuz I know. It, oh my God, it, it was it, first off him showing up as a surprise to my mom's birthday after not seeing him for practically fifteen years was unreal. That was really cool. Um, yeah. she had a really beautiful day. That was really nice. Yeah. Oh my God, it was just so great. And yeah, like, like you were saying, those words he was saying was just so touching. Thank you, cousin. And I personally, for me, I think like, wow, you know. Sometimes you do things and don't don't realize your impact, but it made me think like, gosh, what else can I do that's that would be helpful to others? Yeah. And, and I think that's how we should live. Be helpful to others. Absolutely. No, I mean that's exactly I mean that's what that's this whole podcast, right? Is to just have fun and and when or if it helps people like it has even yeah. just the burping and the the I know that help people <laughs> the clearing the throat <laughs> that I mean I had uh, so many people text me or message me on Instagram or something just like holy shit that was hilarious and I was like first off I didn't even know you listened second off I haven't talked to you in forever that's amazing thank I know, you right? I'm so happy you enjoyed it I love that there are people like we don't even know are listening I know maybe but reach that's out kinda, say hey. Hey, love yeah. the pod. Tell your friends. <laughs> Maybe share the show. Share the show, <laughs> people. <laughs> it is good, but also it's kind of, uh, it, to some degree, in some weird way, not knowing and then knowing because of of such a like, yeah, you know, you you blasted me with the whole thing and it was so funny to me. But I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. And then yeah. all these other people found it <laughs> just as amusing. I was like, okay, that was a treat. <laughs> I loved it. That was very funny. Yeah. Well, another great pod in the books, pod number 26. Wow. Didn't you that... say it all right? We've been doing this for six months. Six oh, months. 26 like... weeks. Yeah, that's literally. It's six months. To... Happy anniversary. Ah, what'd you get Happy me? Happy anniversary. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's what I thought. I got uh, Rayla prancing all over it. Click, clack, click, clack. Rayla. Okay, it's guys. Time to go pee, pee. Uh, oh. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, love you. Kisses, cuddles, hugs. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Also, subscribe, like, leave us a great review wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cause I Have To Podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash Cause I Have To. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.